you have your Bibles, you can turn them to Acts 7, 55 to 60, and I'll get there in a minute after I tell some stories. So, as Will was saying, I go to college in Holland, Michigan, and I've just seen God move in some incredible ways, and I've definitely seen Him move in people's lives around me. There's, been a, there's a few stories I have. One, one time we were doing some outreach with some friends, and we were, we were walking around downtown. Eventually, God told one of my friends that we should go to the Civic Center, which was a few blocks away. So we went there, and there was a man there by himself. And we went over, he was, about, he was in the 70s, and we went to talk to him. and told him what we were doing and asked if he needed prayer for anything. And he just started telling us that, that he, he lost a, a loved one, a, a daughter, uh, a few months ago. And, and it's crazy. And we just started praying for him. And God's presence was just so known. It was awesome. And he just started to cry, just so overwhelmed with God's presence. And we found, and then later after that, his whole family ends up coming down to the Civic Center. And we prayed for the whole family who had, had who'd lost a loved one. And we just got to see God moving in his battle, which, is, which is, was awesome. And it's crazy that he was, he was even there because he was at the Civic Center by himself. And he said that someone had told him that he needed to go to the Civic Center and play this game called Pickleball. I never heard of the game, but he, he said that he was going to go play that, and he was there by himself. The doors were locked. No one never came, so he was just out there for hours without anyone coming. So clearly God had sent us to him to minister to him and show God that he was there for him in his battle. And then another time we were doing outreach, and, I, and we, saw, we felt led to go talk to, the, to a homeless guy named Derek. And we, we heard his story, and Derek had a crazy story. He, he'd been homeless. He got kicked out of the shelter. He got, his head had been run over by a car, but he survived. He was in, so this guy, he was in an awful battle with homelessness, with physical problems. And God sent us to, sent us to him, and we talked to him for about 40 minutes and just showed him the love of God. And he started crying. He gave us a lot of hugs, and it was, it was awesome. And the story doesn't end there. We found out that God continued to pursue him after he left. We, we found out that a few weeks later, he showed up at my friend's church. And not only that, but God, God brought him to that church, but also he brought his father to, to that church. And none of them knew they were both going to be there. So God is incredibly present in the battles we go through in life. And we, meet, we meet Stephen in the book of Acts. And Stephen was just awesome. He, he loved God so much. He was so faithful, so trusting. And... Yeah, he, he just knew what it meant to follow Jesus, and he loved him so much that eventually he would, he would defend Jesus to the death. And, but this is, this is what happened. He was, he was witnessing to some Jews, and, and then the Jews set up some false witnesses against him. And, and then Stephen gives this long speech defending Jesus, and that, that's, where, that's where we find, we find ourselves in Acts 7, 55 to 60. And it says this, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the, heavens, the heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears and yelling at the top, the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. The word of the Lord.
So this was just crazy. Stephen was defending his faith. He was following Jesus to, to the very end. And, and throughout this battle Stephen was going through, God was so present. It says that Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit and even saw Jesus and God the Father looking down at him. Like, that's, that's some crazy presence. And God, God promises that for all who believe in them. And, but there's something to, to remember out of the story. A lot of times you think that following Jesus leads to prosperity. It leads to just all these good things. But sometimes it leads to, to you getting stoned. And that's just crazy. But even Jesus says this in John 16:32 to 33 He says, I am not alone, for my Father is with me. So he says that God is, God is with me. And he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So just even Jesus says that in this world we will have trouble. This is a fallen world. It's, it's not how it should be. And we're going to have troubles. And we're going to have battles. So how is, how is Stephen able to, to be so obedient to God? How is he able to, to be so loving to his enemies who were stoning him? I mean... How do you forgive them? I, I can think of my own self. It's so, it's so hard to forgive people sometimes. I mean, how many people in here have trouble just forgiving people or these little things that, that happen? I mean, but Stephen forgives people who were, who were stoning him. How is he able to do that? One of, the, one of the reasons he could do that is because clearly you cannot be that obedient to the point of death without knowing Jesus, without being in a relationship with Jesus, without intimately knowing him. I feel like too many times we get knowing God confused with knowing about God. We'll, we'll go to church on Sundays, we'll, we'll do the right things, but we don't actually know our Creator. We don't actually know Jesus so many times. And for me, I grew up in this church, like I said, but I don't feel like I actually knew Jesus intimately and had a relationship with Him before, right before I was about to go to college. And that's where things really took off, and I've never been the same since. But a good way to look at the difference between knowing God and knowing about God is by looking at your relationship with your best friend or like your husband or your wife and looking at your relationship with someone who's famous, who you've never met. I mean, I feel like most of us know who George Washington is. He's first president of the United States. And we know all these little facts about him because he's famous. But I hope no one here is old enough to say they've met George Washington. <laughs> so... We clearly, in that case, you know, we know we know all about George Washington, but we've never actually encountered him. We've never actually met him. We've never actually gotten to know him. But then with your best friend, you actually spend time with them. You, you know all the stuff about them, but you also know them. And you listen to them. You talk to them. You spend time with them. And I feel like that's, that's what I mean when I say knowing God. Stephen knew God in that way so intimately. He knew God, Jesus like he was your, his best friend and... And clearly, Jesus came through for him. So, I mean, when's the last time, everyone in here, when, when's the last time you've actually just spent time, just you and Jesus, just talking to him, just listening to him, just praising him because you can and because you love him, not out of work, but just out of love? You know, Stephen clearly had that. He just knew God like that. He didn't just know about him. He intimately knew him. Something else about Stephen that I love is his trust in God. I mean, he, he defended Jesus to the end. And how many people have just have trusted him and had faith in him, no matter what the battle is, no matter what it is? I have, a, I have a friend in college named Natalie, and she has got one of the strongest faith I have ever seen. Here's a story that happened to her uh, this past semester. 
She was, she felt like God was calling her to Rwanda this summer, but she had to raise all the money by herself without, without uh. So she she had like a couple thousand dollars that she had to pay all for, all through fundraising. So she started out the journey. Uh, things were really slow. She wasn't getting about any money. Days went by. Friends were coming to her and saying. You know what, Natalie, you should just give up on this. Maybe God's not calling you to Rwanda. You know, the money's not coming in. So she just constantly had to just keep trusting God to the very end and trust that she was following God's will. And eventually, she really did follow, follow God to the very end because she didn't have, like, any money. But then the deadline came, and then someone gave her a couple thousand dollars, and she told me, she's like, Ben, someone just gave me a couple thousand dollars. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then she called me about an hour later, and someone gave her another couple thousand dollars. And now as we speak, she's in Rwanda right now serving because God gave her all the money. And that happened all through trusting God to the very end, no matter what it looked like to the outside, but continuing to trust God, just like Stephen did. Stephen's story may not have looked like, I mean, he, he's the first person who died for Jesus. That's pretty awesome, I think. But it doesn't mean that life will be without trouble, but you need to trust God to the very end. So I've been talking a lot about Stephen's forgiveness, Stephen's faith, Stephen knowing God, but but Stephen was just living in response to a much a much greater act. He was living in response to what you would expect someone to act like who knew what their Creator did for them. Because he knew that while the Bible says that while we were enemies of God, because of our sin, because of His holiness, we were separated from God. And so, like these, like these people were stoning Stephen were his enemies, but he forgave them. While we were enemies of God, he sent his son Jesus to come and forgive us while we were enemies. And so he was living out of that love, not his own. And through that love and through knowing Jesus, he was able to follow God and be obedient to God to the, to the very end. And, and then Jesus, he, he, he raises from the dead, and then... He's at the right hand of the Father. And then he says this. He promises that, that he will give us someone else to be with us throughout all our battles, throughout all our walks of life. In John 14, 16 to 17, Jesus says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you. And will be in you. So Jesus promises that for all the followers of Jesus, He will give us the Holy Spirit to live inside us, to empower us, to comfort us, to help us. So we have hope and we have have joy in knowing that we follow the one that gave it all for us, has been through the hardest battle that none of us could ever do. And not only that, but He sends us the Holy Spirit, His living presence inside each one of us. There's a lot of people here with different kinds of battles. Some here might be sick, maybe you have cancer, maybe you've lost a loved one, maybe you have financial difficulties, maybe you're lonely, maybe you're struggling with making friends. I don't know what it may be, maybe you're struggling with doubt. But in all these situations, God promises His presence. And just like Stephen looked up at Jesus, we, we too need to look up at the one who gave it all for us. The, the one is Jesus. So in every battle of every kind, we need to, to look to Jesus just as Stephen did.